You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of Mother's Day, May 13, 2018, episode 80. From the City by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And 50% off for a limited time, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, whether you call her Taika, Anna, Matka, Mater, Mati, Nana, Abatis, Mor, Muter, Mana, Makuahine, Anya, Madre, Okasan, Uma, Mat, Tina, Matri, Ami, Mer, or Mum, this is the time to celebrate our mothers no matter what language you speak or where you live. So here's some moms everywhere from AJ and me. This is the Bellingham Podcast. Chris, at the start of that, I was like, is he listing off a whole bunch of Pokemon or Pokemon? How you doing, Chris? Uh, I'm happy to be here once again. And yourself? Hi, not too bad. I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that it's Mother's Day weekend. And the windshields are not frosted over. No, no. Yes. So on this show, this is dedicated to all of the madres out there. I think that was one of the ones that you one had in there. One of the many that I had uh, learned um, the word mother in other languages. And so, yes, happy Mother's Day to all of you who may be listening and to those of you who may have moms out there who are listening. Yeah. So, Chris, you have a. Do you have any tech memories of your mom? Like, we talked off the mic. Like, we wanted to make this episode. Uh, literally, like, it's just a stories episode. There's, there's no hashtag EDC, or I guess this would be a hashtag local episode. Now that I think about it, but you know, this is just us being us. So, Chris, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I we've had a couple episodes that have been pretty heavy. Uh, weighing on our hearts and our technological minds and uh, and such. So we got to get on the good foot. Like like uh, the Godfather of Soul once said, uh, if it wasn't for my mom, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. And here's why. Uh, so I evidently was uh, deemed a gifted student uh, in my early little shaver years. As you should. Well, I wasn't aware, but my parents decided to, uh, we moved up to a little town on the Olympic Peninsula called Squim. Oh uh, yeah, it's next to Sequim, yes, right? Yes, exactly. In 1981, back in the day when there was only 3,180 population on the Welcome to <laughs> Squim sign. It was home of Matt Dreich, a U.S. Olympics uh, skeet shooter, a gold medalist in the 1980 Olympics. Of course it was. Of course it was, because that was what we saw every time we came into town. Anywho, uh, getting me enrolled into the elementary school, because I was a third grader, eight-year-old little shaver at the time, uh, my parents asked, do you have any extended learning classes? We have a gifted son, or you are about to have a gifted son in your ranks. They did, and it was a computer class in 1981. Ooh. So for those of you that watch Halt and Catch Fire on AMC, which is a darn good show, talking about the dawn of the computing age, this is around the time of the Apple II, and I found myself being told by my parents that I'm going to take the early bus as opposed to the regular bus with my classmates because, or with people my own age because the extended uh, learning class started at 8 a.m. instead of 9, like elementary school, and I had to ride with a bunch of high schoolers. So I was like Waldo from that Van Halen video, Hot for Teacher, just totally like shaking and sweating in the front seat, like I hope they don't kill me. So I went into uh, this classroom, and they had a fleet of Apple II computers, and I learned how to use Logo. Oh, Logo. With Hello, Logo. Hello, Logo. <laughs> which was pretty much you type in some commands like go to 10... Uh, some, some I forget. It's been a long time, but I programmed a little triangle to create a geometric shape and learn the basics of uh, programming, as well as p putting in a five and a quarter inch floppy disk to play a game and to do other stuff. So if it weren't for my mom saying, hey, uh, you know, let's get him into an extended uh, learning program, 
I wouldn't have had my nose in front of a computer screen since I was eight. Mm -hmm. So thank you, mom, for uh, pushing me in that direction because I would have liked to have slept in an extra hour and not been fearful for my life with all those big, mean high schoolers sitting behind me. Uh, It was all worth it because now I'm the big meanie uh, out there in public who knows a lot about computers. AJ, uh, what's a memory that you have about your mom and uh, technology? So you just reminded me, my, uh, if it wasn't for my mom, I wouldn't know what the, I wouldn't have been introduced to the internet because there was, so outside of like school and stuff, like getting back to like, uh, our moms are clearly the gateway drug to geekdom and <laughs> according, according to you. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, I'm going to, I'll prove my point. Dude, parents just so, don't understand. But anyway, well, how yeah, does your mom, my, be, my mom was hip. Okay. I mean, she was hip to the day, right? Good for you. So like, I remember when, uh, the, the, the Kitsap regional library got uh, public access terminals and my mom would always take me to the library to get books. Right. But she would, I remember like once we had access to that, you used to get like a whopping 30 minutes on the public access terminal. Oh, yes. And I thought that's where I started learning about like this. Uh, remember web crawler? I do. Yep. That was the, like the first search, search engine, engine yeah. that I, I, I learned how to search. And you had to use these, these operators called Boolean operators. Oh, Boolean. How I miss these. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I don't miss it. But no, like I remember, I, I remember like my mom introducing me to, to getting to the library. We'd have to get onto the, 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 the machine, but you know, use your whole uh, library, library card. card. And yep. then there would be a little timer that would show up and then you get kicked off after 30 minutes. Uh-huh. And uh, I thought it was cool because as a kid I really liked Garfield and so like I could go to garfield.com and just wait for the screen to to, to, to load right uh, it was funny because like growing up we were I mean we were in this podunk little little town called Seabeck Washington and uh growing up I didn't get a computer until gosh uh Windows 95 era in the mid 90s yeah so uh, what was I doing before then believe it or not I learned had a keyboard on a electric typewriter. Of course you did. Where you would plug it in and then you'd hear this hum Yep, I know it well. Yep. And uh, I remember my mom, she she was a speedy typer and I always thought that was wicked cool. And uh, so I would try to do the same thing and of course I would jam the keys and all this other jazz. And then I remember, I remember at, uh, it was probably my middle school, middle school going into junior high. My dad got us the brother word processor. Brother word processor. You remember those? Word to your brother. Yeah. Word to your brother. Um, for those of you who don't remember this era, it was kind of the the rudimentaries of of computing without having a computer. There was no modem. There was no nothing. It was an, a black and amber display with basically uh, an app, if I could call it that, that had a word processor. I think back in the day they called it application. Oh, application. <laughs> uh, I just remember it. I just remember typing on it. Yep. But it was funny because like that was my first foray into typing a text document. Uh, then I remember my pops got us a Windows, I think it was Windows 95 machine, some either HP or Compaq back in the day. And that, that really kind of started getting me into my stride. But uh, I didn't really come into computing until much later. It would, wouldn't be until end of junior high, start of high school, when uh, my mom uh, kind of 
looked around the school, try to find somebody who was into to computing. And for me, I was more on the art side of things, obviously. And uh, we found a, a teacher who did uh, graphic design. Her name was Crystal, Crystal Ducoster, Mrs. Ducoster. Hi, Mrs. Ducoster. Hey, Mrs. Ducoster. And uh, yeah, if, if <laughs> Crystal, if you're listening, you are still the goods. And uh, so anyway, her and my mom uh, talked about like the graphic arts program, The Gap. And uh, I was too young to get into it, but uh, she took me under her wing. And um, if it wasn't for my mom, it kind of introducing me and trying to like, you know, again, kind of like you wet behind the ears, like, oh gosh, you know, what what is all this stuff? I wouldn't be into photography. I wouldn't be into Photoshop. I wouldn't be into any of that. You know, I'd stay late later in my 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 tenure at high school because. I was in, in deep into printing. And so my mom would pick me up after Crystal, you know, would teach me, oh, dude, if you want to talk about old school Mac, I had, I think, our, our big Xerox professional mm-hmm. color uh, printer, which I think it would print up to, I think, 18 inches. Big back in the yep. day, right? Yep. You know, 11 by 17. Uh-huh, that was huge. Uh, it was controlled by a little print server on an old... Gosh, I think it was a Mac Quattro or Quattro? Quadra. Quadra. Do you remember uh-huh. those? Yes, I do. Yep. It was running some proprietary Xerox uh-huh. on uh, a Xerox software on an old Mac OS, probably this could, six. This could have been the Scully days, right? Pro- oh, yeah. Probably, oh, yeah. definitely, probably Scully days. Right. I don't think. Uh, Jobs might have just came back from the wilderness. It could have, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I see your Mac Quadra Xerox print job, and I'd raise you Print Shop Pro. Oh, heinous. <laughs> which, which was a program that I, I remember you, it. Yes. And I remember it vividly because back in the, it's got to be like late 80s, early 90s, the, the banner, happy birthday, oh, so yeah, and so, yeah. and the bit, bitmap oh, graphics yeah. uh, that took about five, six minutes to print out multiple. Uh, perforated sheets. Are you kidding? It took five or six minutes to open up the file. That too, yes. So I do remember those days. Uh, funny thing in in middle school, remember the Fresh Prince, uh, DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince song, Parents Just Don't Understand? Yeah. So of my course. version of that was I wanted an Atari like all my buddies. Mm-hmm. I had an Atari to, 20. I still have an Atari 2600. Of course you did. My parents took that request, that begging, that pleading, and then once again, chose to get me a Texas Instruments 84, TI uh, 84 computer. Oh, wow. uh, Which is, it had a typewriter built in and it had a cartridge container. So instead of Pac-Man, I played Munchman. (laughs) Yep. And instead of Pitfall, I had Tombstone City. Oh, that one I don't know. Yeah, that's That's kind of like a a, a grid type thing where you blow up uh, the the aliens and then they turn into saguaro cacti and stuff. And then there was a game called Alpiner, which was uh, this wonderful game that you could barely, barely, you had to like get the get your guy on both sides of the screen oh wow like you know how pac-man can disappear from one yeah, yeah, and yeah. reappear on the other you had to be able to balance that because the abominable snowman on the last level yep. would like knock you down knock you down knock you down and eventually kill you and so i had to like work it to be but i eventually beat the game and i was like the coolest person in my bedroom not in school but in my <laughs> bedroom because <laughs> i beat the Spoken game as a true geek yep so anyway uh and, and with a TI or Texas Instruments computer that I had uh, connected to our hand-me-down color television with the old 2 through 13 dial VHF. Oh yeah, with the clicks. Yep, exactly. Yep. And the manual volume adjustment. I, I had a 21 or 24 inch uh, square 
color screen to play my video games, but that was about it. And then I had a and then I had a cassette recorder where I could try some programming. Oh, those things and Got record it. my programs onto cassette tape, which I never figured out. No, it made the it made the Oh, that one. Okay. That kind of stuff. And for some reason I was able to make stuff work, but I never figured out programming. Hence I'm not much of a programmer in, in, in today, but I could play games pretty well. So yeah, my my middle school uh, and high school days revolved around a TI eighty four. Uh, well, it's a TI eighty four, the the graphing calculator. Well, TI eighty three is a is a graphing calculator. Okay, so I got the Texas Instruments computer. Yeah. with the cartridge thing, I forgot the model number, but you we'll know, look it up. Yeah, exactly. But uh, that was my middle and high school days of wanting an Atari to play the games with my buddies. So I'm thinking the next evolution to computing uh, that involved my parents, mm-hmm. uh, mainly, and also my mom uh, per se, was after high school, I was uh, fortunate enough to get a scholarship to uh, the community college near Sequim, uh, in which it was a full-ride uh, journalism scholarship. And uh, in getting to know the program, uh, I would be creating news articles, and I'd have to work in graphic design to... Back then, it was Aldous PageMaker, y'all. Oh, uh, yeah. And... Uh, they had Mac computer, uh, excuse me, Apple Macintosh computers, Apple Macintosh. Uh, SE30s and Performas and uh, a couple others that, that were fairly expensive, like beyond what I was used to. But my parents thought so, I, you know, I'm, I decided to stay at home the first two years of college and uh, commute 15 miles to Port Angeles back and forth mm-hmm. to do my uh, community college curriculum. I had to write stories, but if I was, to, I had to have, you know, I had to do the work on the Mac. And so they're like, okay, well, you got this guy. Let's, let's get them what they're using in the, in the journalism department. And so therefore I had one of the original Mac, Apple Macintosh classic computers. Oh yeah. The all in one with the, the all green in screen. One, uh, the, yes. Yep. Uh, well, it wasn't the green screen. It was like oh. a blue, it was like a, a, a monochrome. The, oh, the black and white one. Yes. That yes, one. yes. Yes. And that was a wonderful thing because it was very svelte yeah. compared to the big, you know, everything for towers and such. And so I had um, Apple Works, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't get a licensed copy of PageMaker because it was amazingly expensive back in the day oh, for yeah. that. But I could at least create the document, save it on a disk, and then copy and paste into this stuff. So, and that would be pre-Adobe, too, because that PageMaker yep. was its own thing. Yeah, Aldous got eaten by Adobe back in the 90s, Nine, late 90s, I think. I think yeah. mid-90s, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I had an Apple Macintosh computer thanks to my mom and you know my dad who were wanting me to keep up with the times, which improved their cool factor a little bit because yeah. it wasn't you know like hey mom and dad I need an Apple Macintosh and they didn't get me like a, 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 an Amiga which is like <laughs> it's not compatible so anyway that that was helpful uh, in the next evolution because I've always had a computer in my room growing up um, and so that was that was always something that I, a tip of the hat uh, where I have gratefulness that they always invested in. Th- Something. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, same oh. here. I got to back up a little bit. Rewind. Um, after or let, me, let me sync up your tapes. <laughs> in high school, uh, in, in, in high school, after the Texas Instruments, whatever. Fiasco. No. <laughs> um, they got a, an Apple clone, which was a Laser 128. Now, this I don't know. No, of. it was. So there was a fella in town who kind of built his own computers. Oh, one of them in the yeah. garage, right? Yeah, well, yeah. kind of. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, but it was an Apple clone. Sure. And it had an amber monochrome uh, thing, but it had the three and a half inch floppy. And so, so then I had a word processor and, the, and, this, and the such. So I was able to level up in high school, which was, uh, I now recall it was like, you know, um, 
Apple II at school, Texas Instruments at home, Laser 128 in high school, then Apple Macintosh in my sequence of tech. But my parents always threw down on it, and that was really, I never realized it at the time uh, that, hey, I made a career out of it. That's cool. Yeah. So on that note, we should probably mention that you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. My mom's favorite radio station in Barlingham because it's low power. It is, and it's community radio because moms love community. I don't know. I'm the only thing I <laughs> that works. Think. I was that trying. Works. I was trying. All right. Sounds good. So, so should we segue to uh, the other uh, mothers that are very close to us, our wives? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the, the mothers of the children that we have. Yes. Uh, and we love them dearly. Uh, AJ, I know your wife is uh, a little bit more tech nerdy. I don't like using the word geek. She's a gamer girl. She's a gamer girl. Your word's not mine. Uh, (laughs) But I definitely think she is uh, nerdier than my wife regarding technology. So give us some evidence as to what your current relationship is with your spouse and how it relates to technology. (laughs) Well, she is probably one of my biggest rah-rahs whenever I have a harebrained idea. And uh, (laughs) as long as it doesn't break the bank, you know, she usually goes for it, especially if I, if it's framed in a way to make us, uh, so here's the thing about my wife. When it comes to technology, my wife is all in. If it makes more time with me or as us as a family, like if there is, if if it costs a little bit so that we have more time together, game over. Sounds pretty wise to me. Exactly. Now, if it's, if it's something that's just loud and annoying or, you know, a lot of things that we, you and I talk about off the mic, like chasing the newest shiny because you have to have it. She's not down for it. But anything that saves time, saves space, saves brain cells, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the joke that I usually say, a technology is, is a tool only if it gets you to happy hour sooner. Yep. You know, like that's the whole thing. If, if you're using a piece of technology and it doesn't serve that purpose other than the fact that you have it, why do you have it? It's not a useful tool. And so my wife really adopts that. If, so one of the, the, the technologies that I might throw out, if you haven't gotten this for your mom or maybe your, 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 your wife or that, that, that female person in your life that you respect like none other, if there is something I could uh, throw out to the audience, and especially if they're a reader, look at the Kindle. Now, if, if your significant other, partner, wife, that madre in your life has things taking up your space. Look at technology like the Kindle because it has the ability to take up minimal space and still keep your digital book and reclaim some of that space. And what's nice about either uh, a Kindle, realistically speaking, you don't have to be hyper nerdy to operate it. The Kindle, especially, you put in your Amazon credentials, you go and buy books and they show up. Or you get your Bellingham library card and you get things connected with your Amazon account and you get yourself some free library books. Exactly. You can, uh, the Overdriver Libby app. Libby, yep. Um, and if you have a, a Bellingham or Kitsap Regional or whomever library, uh, most systems in Washington State work with it. The Washington library system. Washington Washington Anytime Library. Any day or something like that. I should know because I was a volunteer tech coach for like three years at the Bellingham Public Library. Right. So, yeah. Uh, As my wife's reading something or if I'm reading something on there, you know, we'll we'll share stories or um, 
think about technology that would bring you together and spend time with that person. That That's kind of my two cents on it. So my wife is not quite a, wouldn't be classified as a gamer girl. <laughs> uh, although we do play some board games and some card games, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, my gal is, uh, so we're a blended family. And, and so when we... Uh, said I do about eight years ago and, and uh, we came together as a family, uh, we kind of merged our technology together. And of course, I'm on the bleeding edge back in the day and she uh, isn't. And so, <laughs> okay. and so I get a chance to be able to work on my sales pitch as I get to paint a picture of why this technology might be helpful. Yeah. Like this, uh, you know, this phone, uh, she, she is not one for the, uh, the bigger phones. So early on in our, Preach. Uh, <laughs> fair enough, early on in our, in our relationship, um, I had one of the first phablets. I remember it. It was a Samsung Galaxy Note 2. And this thing, I I have fond memories of going to a restaurant and placing my phone down and seeing a waitress or hearing a waitress say, oh my gosh, that's a huge phone. And which I, you know, would say, yeah, it's one of those, uh, no twos. It's, it's kind of a new phone. And, it, you know, and so my beautiful wife referred to it as my Fisher price phone. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, so, uh <laughs> but uh, I stuck with it because I realized just how much screen real estate one could have and to be able to watch video, et cetera, et cetera. And I made a lifestyle adjustment uh, and such. She has stuck with the small form factor. And that has meant an iPhone 4, an iPhone 5S, and uh, now currently an iPhone 5SE. One of the things that I have enjoyed uh, is... You know, we, we started off in, in our family technology. Back in the day, I had a Western Digital TV player oh, in yeah. which you've got this little what-the-heck device. Yep. It's about the size of three Apple TVs stacked on top of e each other. But you connected a USB drive, and it would play movies, music, photos, photos et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So we were able to have a little bit of a movie jukebox of digital movies, mainly of the Disney Pixar ilk yeah, for our our uh, young daughter at the time yeah. who has since outgrown those and is now currently into uh halt and catch fire <laughs> <laughs> no she, she i don't think she's down with that actually uh, our daughter's uh, more into uh just pretty much the mainstream stuff i mean she's down with avengers and she's down with a, a the lot bachelor of, uh let's not talk about that anyway <laughs> uh but getting an apple tv like the black hockey puck version of the I Apple TV. That. Um, that was you know, coming out of the family budget, so we needed to have a discussion to talk about its merits because the Western Digital TV, WTV player, was just fine. But honey, <laughs> you can do so much with this. Let me show you. And so to be able to show how, you know, instead of everyone hunching over a four-inch screen yeah. to look at photos from a vacation to be able to use this wonderful technology called AirPlay to be able to throw it up on our on our big TV and to be able to have a slideshow and zoom in with pictures and to stream music as you know stuff's going on around the house. That's some family uh, positivity right there. Yeah. And so I think, you know, as technology is just not a priority for my wife's uh, in my wife's life. And that's totally cool. And I think it's great because if we both were all about technology, things might get into like 
this weird arms race in which we're trying to <laughs> outdo or outgun each other in some things. I got this. No, I got this. And so um, I think there, it's a good balance yeah. by uh, having a chance to be able to like, no, that doesn't really matter be, uh, to me because that helps me get a little bit more in touch with the analog side and give me perspective. It's like, wait, it's not all about uh, what I'm getting in iOS 11 and how I can have everything on one device with a Bluetooth keyboard on a Sesame Seed button. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I have uh, someone special in my life that doesn't make technology a priority because it's a good balancing act. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, your, your spouse is very similar to mine where it's like the sales pitch part aside, you know, but you're trying to make more time or make using technology to have more family experience. Yes. And I, I think that's what's kind of critical. I mean, it's going back to like our stories of, of our of our moms, you know, if they if they would have known that them getting us into this hobnomery known as the technology would make us want to use technology to be closer to our families, I think that would melt any mom's heart. Just like the entire podcast we've done so far. <laughs> All right. So uh, we, we love our moms. We love our wives. Uh, let's talk about some other things we love. Content creation. <laughs> what are you doing these days, Chris? <laughs> that was a, that's a hard dovetail right there. But you okay. Know, I think it's more of a drift. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, a drift. I, I, I hit the e-brake and I'm drifting, drifting right like now. Drifting like you stole it. Drifting into content creation-ville. Uh, I'm working on this wonderful thing called micro.blog. And uh, it's a website that is it's going to, it's, I just love this compared to Twitter. Uh, there's a wonderful community. They're all supportive. They're all encouraging. They're all friendly. That's kind of the main thing. You want to be around people that are nice. You don't find that very much on the internet. Talked about this before in a couple episodes. Uh, just recorded episode 13 of my minimal tech microcast, which are available in iTunes. Uh, yes, available in iTunes. Thank you very much. Uh, (laughs) just search for Chris Powell. You might see my ugly mug in the photo there. Uh, correction. Let me make that edit and post handsome mug yes so uh it's pretty much two to three minutes of a concept or a technology tip uh in which i'm challenging myself to do everything in one take so spoiler alert folks the bellingham podcast is not all one take for the most part, it is. Yeah, but you do some massive edits. <laughs> only, only if we go over 30 minutes. Yeah, well, pretty much. But anyway, but you know, sometimes I'll screw something up and I'll flub things and it's like, all right, we got to do that bit again. Uh, if so I need to edit this part out is what you're saying. Pretty much, Just yes. kidding. Uh, but it's a great exercise for me to have a one-take monologue, mini monologue, minimal monologue, uh, in which I can uh, communicate some thought and work on uh, sharing information, which I'm really enjoying. Oh, by the way, I just uh, deployed my 101st newsletter. 101, I saw it this morning. Yes, Quiet Conversations, uh, bit.ly forward slash quiet Chris in our show notes if you're interested. Uh, but anyway, I'm th- thoroughly enjoying the three avenues of content creation. This podcast, oh, in no particular order, this podcast, my Mineral Tech Microcast, and my Quiet Conversations newsletter. AJ, what the heck is going on in Patreon land? <laughs> uh, well, I've gotten some first-run prints off of the first three rolls of film. Yes, you heard me right. Uh, processed. and That's not the kind that I have on my teeth, right? Uh, well, if you did, that'd be kind of cool. Like, I could see a picture of, like, your mother on on your grill. That Actually, be, it's the teriyaki a chicken I had for lunch. Oh, okay. It's anyway, very abstract. Anyway. Different film. No, so I got, so, I, uh, so I've, I've been using two film cameras, an old Konica C35, which is a rangefinder camera, and then a Olympus 
OM1. OM. Ohm. Oh, it's it's cool. I've actually got a post on the OM1 and why I think it's probably the most quintessential camera anybody could ever use or own on my my site, ajbarsay.com. And just go under the story section. You can read why I I I am in love with this camera and it's kind of recentered a lot of my photography and just using it. Uh, so much so that I'm kind of doing some minimal spring cleaning and there is a lot more gear possibly on the horizon leaving my arsenal as opposed to being acquired. You gained the inertia from our previous episode where you really got rid of a whole lot of stuff, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So you're actually getting into like the monk life. Uh, well, kind of. I don't know. It, honestly, like it's kind of funny. Like uh, all of the, the content creation that we do, uh, either independently or, or collectively like on the show, uh, it does. It has kind of changed my personality a little bit because, um, well, one, I'm saying it and putting it out there. So if I say it, I should be doing it, right? Absolutely. As opposed to some pompous uh, podcasters out there. Yeah. That just to say it as as like the this hyperbole. But no, like uh, a lot of what I've been kind of dealing with is, uh, one, saving time, saving space, and kind of finding what I really need to have. Uh, one, uh, kind of as a, a recap of something that we talked about a few episodes back, I sold my first watch. Oh, yes. I don't think I've told you this yet. Not yet. So the Ingersoll just sold, sold today. The Ingersoll is yeah, going away? This Ingersoll got sold. So <laughs> hang on, hang on. That was a moment of silence for the Ingersoll. <laughs> did you thank yeah. it for its service? I did. All I right. Did. I sold it to a local. Uh, and so it, it, again, it was one of those things where I love that watch. My, my, my wife picked that watch out and, you know, even she noticed I'm, I don't wear it that much. And much like some of my photography gear that I mentioned a couple episodes back, I don't want to have gear just sitting around and not serving its purpose as a tool. If somebody else can use it, it that's that is the life that it it should have. Very good. And so that's kind of the the demeanor I've been taking, and even in my photography. Uh, and as you've seen, I have a lot of kit, and slowly I'm starting to kind of repeal and replace some of that kit. So getting to what is important yep. and what is necessary. Very good. Hey, folks out there, if you've made it to this part of the episode, thank you very much for listening. Yeah. I got a question for you. What thing in your life? What technology item in your life can you never give up? Never going to give Ooh. you up. Uh, what, never going to let that's you right. down. But what? Uh, and then uh, also, what tech item could you give up if you know if you had to? Give us a call at area code two zero one seven three one eight three two four. That's area code two zero one seven three one tech. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know what you can't part with and what you can part with in your tech life. We'd love to hear from you and continue this conversation as AJ is parsing more out of his life and I'm whittling down uh, to the bare bones daily driver level of stuff. Just sold my MacBook Pro. So I mean, I'm down to oh, that's right. iPhone success and an iPad Pro 12.9. So that's about it. Anyway, I think this has been a fun episode. Uh, beats a crap out of uh, these heavy topics that we've talked about yeah. in recent episodes. But once again, uh, to all the moms out there, thanks so much for listening. And, and we love you. And, and we love you all too. So AJ, wrap it up. Do what you do. That wraps up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again, mom, so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, giving us five stars, mom. And wherever you love to listen to us, which is usually on your iPad, if you're in the Bellingham area, which unfortunately she's not, uh, you might listen to us on Camry 102.3 FM. Low power. Community radio here in the heart of the city by the Salish Sea. On that note, I love you, mom. 
I'm AJ Barsay. And not quite subliminal as AJ, I am Chris Powell. <laughs> Thanks again, Mom, for all that you've done in my life. Uh, but for the rest of you, we'll see you next time on the Bellingham Podcast. Ooh, ooh, and thank you, wife. <laughs> yeah, thanks, wife. Thank you, wife. <laughs> My wife, too. Wives, man. wives. Yes, yes, we can't forget about the wives.